Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. <laughs> In this episode, we're reviewing the 2023 movie Ant-Man and the Wasp colon quantum mania steven and i saw this movie together in theaters and are recording it literally three hours later we like the big bad guy jonathan majors as kang the conqueror but there's actually nothing you could even spoil about this movie because this movie is like a pile of bones pretending to be a skeleton <laughs> if you watch the trailer for this movie the movie is like the trailer but just two hours anyway <laughs> listen up we talk about it for a long time much longer than we should have but man it's a it's an interesting one to parse well that's all this and more on movies on the side solid intro (laughs) i love how you just trailed off there that was was good nate we literally sat with the chair in between us empty because i wasn't feeling well we sat in the same theater and watched ant-man quantumania i think on the day it came out is that the first time we've ever seen like the day a movie comes out we see it together I don't think I've seen a movie on opening day since, like, Attack of the Clones. I thought you could say The Lion King. Like, it's been a while, long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. You have a young child. I had young children for a long time. So, yeah, I totally yeah. get it. But we we watched this together, kind of spur of the moment. We Tell everyone the name of this movie. We watched Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania. That's the entire title. We did it. Read dramatically. Yeah, I did it. We did it. This is also known as Ant-Man 3, the beginning of Marvel Phase 5. This movie is the movie that launches the next phase of Marvel. It came to a great, I think there was like, what, a Comic-Con or something where they announced the whole next phase of Marvel. And this is this is the first one. This is it. You got this it. This is the big deal. Just like March, in like a lion, out like a lamb, or in like a lamb, out like a lion. Wait, are you talking about the month of March? Is that how that works? Yeah. Oh, yeah, God, like you're not from the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't have different seasons on the Florida. We have, we have you, you said, full of jokes, full of jokes. Month. We watched together. Listen, we're going to do a review with no spoilers. Honestly, I don't know. What is there to spoil? And I, was, <laughs> I was literally just going to say, I don't think there's anything that could spoil this movie. If you've seen the trailer, it's been spoiled for you. I've, I was going through my head like, what could, what can't we say before the spoiler horn? It's like, what about this? Actually, that doesn't even matter. What about that? No, you kind of already know that. Like, <laughs> nothing you could really say. I would say maybe that two actors are in it that I didn't know. That was like the two surprises to me. As I went, oh, you're not in the trailer. We Before we saw this movie, yes. the opinions were out there that this wasn't a great movie. Yes. And we both heard these opinions. I saw the Rotten Tomatoes before. Which Oh, so you've already seen it. I have seen it. Tell the people. It is 48% critic score and inexplicably 85% audience satisfaction. Well, that's because it just came out. It's all... Oh, like, it's a little slanted right now. Okay. People rating it off the trailer. I was excited to be like, these naysayers, they don't know Marvel Phase 5. This is going to be great. I was all ready for it. Yeah, Steven went into it. Coming in hot. Listen, I was with Steven in person for this movie. That's right. And I walked into it and I said, well, good thing we have pretty low expectations so this movie can delight us. And Steven looked at me (laughs) and he still had inside of him a childlike hope. Sparkling my eye. That Santa was in fact going to come to his house (laughs) and Santa was going to look like Ant-Man because he was like no no i think it might be good so listen i i don't want to poo-poo anybody if you know because this is we're reviewing this movie early there might be people out there like planning to go to the theaters to see this in the days after this episode comes out i just want to prepare them and i think i will just say it right here off the bat this is how i felt 
seeing this movie is like watching the trailer for this movie for two hours. I think <laughs> I think if you've seen the trailer for Ant-Man Quantumania, when you go see the movie, it, it's really a lot like the trailer. Except the trailer was the best parts of the movie. So don't expect more as good as the trailer. I do do wish that, I love watching movie trailers, but I do feel like Mm -hmm. in the present day, trailers give away so much. Like there's a line in the trailer. This is not a spoiler per se, because it's in the trailer. So if you've seen the trailer, it's not a spoiler. But Paul Rudd at some point says, I don't have to win. We just both have to lose or something like that. So I knew he was going to say that line in the movie, unless they play an Infinity War trailer switcheroo where they like showed Hulk Uh in the trailer, uh but then he's not in the thing. Uh But they didn't do that. So I was was waiting for that line, which not a spoiler-ish, but it's later in the movie. It's like- Super late. Well, I, I know he says that line. I know he says that line. So I don't know. Nate, I feel like the disappointing expectations got us. It got me. It, it like, got you. I came in with my heart guarded. <laughs> okay, with even with the guarded heart, though. Like, were you... you but even with a guarded <laughs> heart. Okay, we have to talk about all... I want to talk about everything, every little bit of this movie. Yeah. But I do have to say, right off the bat, yeah. Steven, <laughs> this is a rough movie. Listen. Like, for this is, dare I say, DC quality. Whoa, now. Oh, no. I said it. Depends what DC movie you're talking about, but I, I might. Here's the thing. Now, again, no spoilers. We're going to have a spoiler horn. This movie is 99.8% CG. It is Paul Rudd and his retinue against a lot of blue screen with a lot of tardigrade things floating around. Like that. Mm-hmm. that's a lot, a lot of this movie. And what everybody, I think, well, what I came for, I think what everybody wanted to see was Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Yep. Because it's like, that's yep. the big deal. And the one thing I will say, I, I like him as Kang the Conqueror. He's good. He's good. He's I'm excited good. to see him in other movies. Not as crazy about this. He was good in this movie. I like his scenes. There's a couple scenes where he's talking to Michelle Pfeiffer, oh, Janet. You know, yeah. there's a there's a setup there. Oh. What, you didn't like those scenes? You thought it was a little uh, forced? I will say it right now. Okay, I'm not going to okay, say who say wrote it. the screenplay because I, I looked them up afterwards. Yeah, and don't, now don't I say feel that. too yeah, bad no, calling no, no. them out. But like, no, don't, don't. I thought that the script of this movie was so at times sort of laughably bad but <laughs> kind of comically strange and not how people just talk to one another that like yeah, they didn't give him a whole lot to work with when it came to lines like there were some lines that he yelled that were supposed to be like epic and it was kind of like you don't see it and you <laughs> that's the line yeah like that's it and it's like wait okay <laughs> okay <laughs> wait a minute is this deep it's a, oh the line is you still can't see it can you it's never over it's never that's, over that's it's like yeah if he had a cool line like i am inevitable or something like yeah fun i'd be like oh that'd be so like his delivery is so good yeah and so fun and he's so menacing but man lo- he did not have a lot to work with how many articles do you think are going to be written about uh, dr hank pym literally promoting socialism in this movie you think there's gonna be a lot of think pieces about that i'm, I'm reading none of them that is it reading none of <laughs> that them. is literally in the movie though okay I, I have a theory here i feel like we're in phase five of marvel so i understand mm-hmm. marvel has done the work of 30 plus movies building a universe of characters right. which i will say like marvel has done an amazing job building that universe and this cast of of different characters i think instead of this movie we should have gotten an Iron Man one or a Doctor Strange one where we we learn of a new character 
in the Marvel universe and we can relate to them and we start like feeling attached to them. And eventually 17 movies later or 10 movies later, there's actually a payoff for that relationship we have with them. Like the reason why Endgame was so effective, lots of reasons, but one is the character who sacrifices themselves, we had been with for over a decade and really cared for them as a character and felt like we knew them. I feel like this movie develops zero characters, except maybe mm-hmm. Kang-ish, but that's it. Ish. And it wasn't even that much. It was more of an ish. Even that is ish. It was more I of felt an like ish. Loki had a, a more developed Kang. They, yeah, I actually did like seeing him in there. And they had Kang in that for like 30, <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> Nate, I would have, I would have rather, this is, this is going to sound mean, I would have rather watched that Loki season one season finale than this movie again. Like if I had to choose yeah. one or the other, okay. I think I would watch that one. Okay, so so yeah. here's something. Here's something for you. So yeah, Kang yeah, is the bad guy. He's the bad guy, and he yep. has been Jonathan Majors plays Kang, and it has yep. been promoted like crazy. He's been in all the trailers. Yeah, he yeah. like yells, "I am Kang!" Like it is. It's everywhere. They're blasting it out. Yeah, and then this right. movie begins, and it begins with Michelle Pfeiffer, who looks great, but I'm not sure has much personality as a character other than is cool has been in the quantum realm and kept a very important secret trapped away from her kids but she basically meets kang in second number 20 of the movie we see him right and he crawls like crashes crash lands in the quantum realm she finds him it cuts yeah. We already know who he is. Right. And this movie treats us as if like, oh, all right. And now we're going to go away from him right. for, I kid you not, 45 minutes. Yeah, it was a long of time. Of her not sharing any information with her family. Yep. People yep. not saying the name King and building him up as if he is this mysterious entity that we just get no information it jumps this movie jumps around for the first 45 minutes like a like a real artsy piece where we're they're yeah. trying to weave all these complicated stories together except it's not complicated it's not complicated it's just at all. them it feels like they're just treading water trying to fill some time before he walks on stage it does feel like and even then it's like i wonder if he's bad i was like yeah of course he's bad (laughs) i also feel like a lot of older marvel movies like maybe in the trailer they told you hey you know dr strange is gonna like be in the mirror dimension like you know they'll show you like the Mm -hmm. cool parts that are gonna be in the movie but when you actually watch the movie it's not until you get an hour into the movie because they're trying to build the story and the character Mm -hmm. this movie like we literally entered the quantum realm i think at minute seven Mm -hmm. and never literally never left the rest of the movie like we had some i guess perfunctory shots of real life paul rudd walking down a sidewalk getting a coffee picking his daughter up from jail played by Catherine newton name is cassie lang who was fine in this movie Mm -hmm. but and then we enter the quantum realm like inexplicably and then never leave and i feel like it was it gave too much of the the fun like the what could have been fun namely the quantum realm and all the cg it was too much 
It was way too much. There's a ton of it. It is absolutely like a glossy stuff stops having weight or like it's weird. Yeah, it's weird texture. It's weird. I mean, like it's got some visual texture, but it's like that kind of the VFX house. Like it's in a lot of ways, it's beautiful. It's like Avatar way of water. Like the clips that I've seen, beautiful. Haven't seen the movie. May get to it someday. <laughs> yeah, neither neither of us. Neither of us have seen <laughs> but it. But what it kind of does is it slowly like sucks me out of the movie because i can't relate to anything here yeah and it's so like green screeny that there is a part near the end and i don't think this is a spoiler at all where we all know that ant-man can get big right but i kept thinking like he does it there's more there's some getting big parts <laughs> sort of thing he does that a lot and he's kind of moving way longer than any he's other moving movie. through it but i kept looking at him big in this giant cg world yeah. And thinking like, this isn't impressive to me. One, <laughs> they're in the quantum realm. Yeah. So he should be able to get five times as big. So his foot is the size of this whole world. And then just right. squish Kang. Just squish him. <laughs> just squish him. Just you should just be him. squishing. Yeah. I, I didn't think that. Here's like, the thing. He shouldn't. That's not him getting big. That's him getting slightly bigger than the most <laughs> minuscule microscopic quantum level an, yeah, size. Subatomic particle. He's not a giant. Yeah. He's still smaller than the human eye could <laughs> detect. Also, this is not a spoiler, but there are like people and entire civilizations in the quantum realm, which mm -hmm. just as a premise in itself, I was wholly meh about. I was like, I, I don't really care for this. I don't care for... I would say they I would say they gave like a hand wavy explanation, but there was no explanation. It no, was just, of course there it, are people down here. There, Of course there's a whole Star Wars cantina down That's here. exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say they really tried hard to like... What am I, a death stick? <laughs> <laughs> they really tried hard to like insert the Star Warsy feel with these all these different creatures and worlds and like a literal cantina where they're drinking this. We were close to like a little jazz scene. I think it was very close. There was music, but yeah, if there was a little like that, a job of the hut singer. Ready for oh, anyway, yes. that was just a special edition. Yes, I have to re have to read this tweet. This is from Patrick Tommaso. He does a lot of great film stuff. This he saw Quantum Mania tonight. Also, uh -huh. he said this is the first movie I've forgotten in real time. I gained and lost memories twenty four frames per second. I did not enjoy it or dislike it because I have no recollection of it. <laughs> yeah, it I is, think that feels right, St Stephen. It is. So perplexing. This movie, I, I told you as we walked out, it feels like the machine of Marvel has maybe gotten too big because it, it's not even fan service. It like evolved beyond that to like, <laughs> it's like it's it like doesn't even AI have like a mouth anymore. A movie, but it never <laughs> yeah, seen a movie before. It's like, all right, so you. Oh, Nate, Chad GPT probably could have written a this is well, Marvel. I don't, be, I don't want to be mean. The yeah, Marvel yeah. GPT. Yeah, I don't want to be mean. But did, when you you said that when we left the movie theater, and I don't assume you saw the article no. that you sent me before the movie, but you you told me, I remember, it seems like the Marvel machine is broken. And there's a literal article in the times.co.uk, and the headline is, the Marvel machine is broken. You literally prophesied it, Nate. Yeah, the, there is just something about this movie that is, it's beyond Uncanny Valley, because it's starting to depart from... I think what makes enjoyable movies, I, right. it is the most like, or I don't know if it's fatigue 
superhero fatigue of me, but like I thought you were going to say orifice. I thought you were going to say every orifice, which there's that character that. Well, yeah, the, their attempts at humor. We'll talk about the humor in this movie in a second, but like <laughs> the whole collection of things. We have seven holes. Seven holes. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. The, continue. the collection the of things. The collection of things in this movie are so like the action is like any. Uh, any other Marvel thing you've seen with faceless bad guys literally getting smushed by or getting attacked by good guys and exploding <laughs> have, into CG like you've seen a thousand times in Marvel the they have less face than Thanos's army there, yeah there is <laughs> like, literally zero face absolutely no face right and I thought we were going to get a reveal of what's kind of behind there like maybe there are a bunch of Kangs nope yeah yeah I never learn crack a helmet yeah right okay no, so and then there's a main character yeah. that he kind of is just a good guy who's kind of funny vis-a-vis either like Iron Man or Star-Lord or something. And he kind of just plays that role. He has the wasp. Right. And right. Hope is just good and fine and great. And fine. then yeah. everyone else is just like, we are noble, good, fine, and great. And they will never get hurt or be sacrificed because there's too much merchandise or whatever the machine again the machine's too big (laughs) the machine the machine the plot is becoming like in this one is so like here's the plot they go to the quantum realm yes kang is down there he's trying to escape they have to stop him from escaping and then get out themselves that's the whole plot you just summarize the whole movie that's it. That's it. That's everything except the very end. That was the whole, that was it. And so like and putting it all together, it just feels like, well, this isn't enjoy. Like this isn't enjoyable. You literally looked over at me from two seats away and you were like exposition dump right here. And you were like five seconds off, but then five to 10 seconds later, literal exposition dump by Michelle Pfeiffer. I was like, man, he called it. And I needed an exposition dump like 10 minutes earlier (laughs) michelle pfeiffer does a lot of i can't tell you about the important things you need to know because we need to go find people i was like you need to do a walk and talk right now (laughs) she she says that like 30 times she says that enough words were spent on we don't have time to talk that she could have just done the whole exposition like she could have said it all there was a lot of time to talk and they needed to get to it quickly did you did you laugh at least once in this movie yes okay when did you laugh there is only one time that i found quite funny and that was it's it's never too it's never too late to stop (laughs) sorry i'm not gonna say okay that part was good too but that didn't give me an actual chuckle my physical the real chuckling was modok uh near the end saying i'm an avenger i'm gonna die an avenger <laughs> that actually made me laugh. And but you know what? You know what? Yeah. That scene make, making me laugh did for me. It made me angry cuz I said <laughs> this movie should have been like the first Ant-Man about 5 times sillier. Yeah. And so much like it was already weird, but this should have been funny and silly and weird. And it was mostly just right. weird, but maybe taking itself too seriously. Yes, yes. Cuz I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy knows how to be funny and like make fun of itself. Yeah. And be silly, but like you still enjoy it. And this I felt like too many serious things that were so weird. Like Modoc even in himself, like I knew he was going to be in this movie. He's in the trailer for like half a second, but then, you know, it was everywhere. But like, it was weird. 
I thought it was weird. It was, and I don't know, like in the comics, if that character becomes Modok, like for real. I don't know if that's like canonical. I don't. Yeah, I don't no idea how that's supposed to work. I also don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, this movie, the stakes, yeah, are so high, and yet if you don't give me the kind of work that you need to in order to have me like. I can't just care for somebody deeply just because they're a nice person. Mm. Like I need to feel their sort of like complex humanness to them. Right. And I have to also believe that there's a chance that they don't quite make it or they sacrifice something. I did feel that for a couple of people at the end. I thought maybe they were, they would not make it, but do, yeah, we have to wait till after the spoiler. But did they? But did they make it? Okay, okay. Let's rate this. Let's rate this movie, and then we'll we'll talk about some of the spoilers okay. on a scale. I don't even. I mean, everything is in the quantum realm. Zero to five, red juice. What is that? What do they call it? The red ooze. Drink the goo. Drink the goo. Drink the ooze. Drink the goo. Drink the. I ooze. think it's goo. I think it's goo. Scale of zero to five ooze. Okay, we'll say it's goo. Zero to five goo or holes. <laughs> Zero to five orifices. Nope. Uh, nope. That was a, why not? That's the, the technical term. That was the the other part I thought was funny when the uh, there was also that telepath guy. I kind of liked him for like the, all of the ten seconds he was in this movie. Yeah, from that the was kind of place. Funny. Was that from the good place? Oh, yeah, he's cheaty from the good place. No. Yeah. Was it Quaz? No, that's not cheaty, is it? Yeah, <gasps> it is. <gasps> Oh, that's why I liked him. Yeah. Wow. William Jackson Harper. Okay. Okay. There is also, I have to say this before we rate it. Yeah. There are two characters. He's one of them. William Jackson Harper. Yes. And Katie M. O'Brien, who plays Jen Tora, who looks like baller woman Rufio from Hook. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, she, exactly. like, she has a presence to her that one yeah. made me feel like, well, I need to work out because she is ripped. <laughs> And two, maybe like, oh, she seems awesome. And so both of those characters, I was like, great. New people, I'm excited to invest in them. And like, right. I'm ready for some new people, basically. Yeah, yeah. And both of them, one, William Jackson Harper, Cheedy got like written out of this movie after yeah, like yeah. halfway through. Like once things start hitting the fan, he pops in every once in a while, but like... Right, right, right. Just because he's still on Read set. somebody's mind for the bridge code, and then that's right. it. And Katie M. O'Brien kind of just stops at being just like a, a cool warrior, like rebel leader. Yeah. But like nothing yeah. more. Like that's we don't it. get to hear yeah. any of her backstory. We don't get to kind of hear... Like her personality is just super baller. <laughs> And it's like, right. well, all right, well, that's great, but I guess we don't get to care about them that much. I was disappointed by that because I was very excited when they both were on screen. Like, yeah, tell me more about them. No, nope, too many people that they have to give time to. The other part I thought was funny I just want to say is when that one character is like asking how many holes Paul Rudd has, and there's enough silence where the movie, knew, like the movie makers knew everyone counting was counting yep. at the same moment. I thought that was pretty funny. Like that was yep. actually well thought out, but that was the only time I thought it was funny. All right. Zero to five goo. No, I'm sorry. Zero to five orifices. I'm going to give, do you, do you know what you're going to rate this movie? I don't want to sway. I do. I do. You know what you're going to give it? All right. You give exactly me your rating first. Let me hear what you got. I'm going to give this movie ant dash man and the wasp colon Quantumania one and a half goos. Oh, that's exactly what I, I was waffling between one and two. Yeah. I think 
that this movie is not good. <laughs> it almost doesn't quite. It's not quite a movie. <laughs> like I it's feel a long like, trailer. It's a two-hour trailer. This is a for long like, trailer. A, it, oh, Nate, it is the trailer for Phase Five. It's the trailer for Phase Five of Marvel. That's exactly what it but is. But it's a trailer that doesn't reveal anything interesting about Phase Five, other than no, Kang's no. going to be in That's it. That's it. And we already knew that <laughs> from the tra- from Loki one and the trailer. We already knew that. There's literally a, a movie called like Kang Dynasty that's coming out in 2025. Right. <laughs> so it's like, what did I learn from this? Oh man, from this appetizer of, of <laughs> a movie. So anyway, it just feels like a brick wall with no mortar in it that if you were to just poke one little bit wow it would call it would come crumbling down i was very disappointed with this movie man you're a poet nate tonight i I needed a pair of bongos Mm. it is a it is a wall with no mortar Mm. i'm gonna give it a one and a half too i was i was literally between one and two one felt like man that that's really low but it kind of deserves it (laughs) like it's just really it's not great so anyway, here's the spoiler horn. The only spoiler that you could give for this movie is that Bill Murray's in it. Oh, can I just say when he showed up on screen, like normally I'm all for a Bill Murray. This felt no. <laughs> I just I, I looked over at you because I was just like it was kind of an eye roll. It was like an I don't eye roll. I don't yeah, I think you I did eye roll that. at me at that. Moment. I did. I literally eye rolled you through a mask or whatever. There was something about that scene, and I think in uh, I have now read a couple reviews, but like again, maybe it goes back to a script that struggles. Yeah, this is something that I have been reading recently. How maybe directors and stars are getting a lot of like the shine for movies and maybe potentially the people writing scripts aren't Hmm. like the most talented people maybe aren't getting the kind of roles they want to or they're not being prioritized potentially in movies and maybe that's why we're getting in these superhero movies like kind of flat characters is maybe we're lacking some interesting like amazing script Okay, I can see that. Writers. But uh, I can see that. There is, there is the, that Bill Murray scene, like, oh. should be really fun and really, like, he's right. goofy Bill Murray. And yet I was kind of like, okay, what's this do for me? It felt like kind of gross, too. Like how apparently he and Michelle Pfeiffer had a relationship, which then didn't make sense because then it seemed like Michelle Pfeiffer and Kang were together for years. And that, like, I don't know. That just didn't make any well, sense. Well, yeah, the, the, the timing of it, she said, I was down there for 30 years, which I'm not sure how you can keep track of time if you not have a son. So I don't know what 30 <laughs> years does to you. It's a good point. Like, how are it's you keeping point. track of days? I guess when I guess maybe you do still go to sleep. Tally marks. Yeah, I don't know how many times yeah, you sleep. I don't know. But yeah, then she goes to say, like, yeah, listen, I was down there for 30 years. I had needs. And Michael Douglas, who apparently wait went on like one date was just like hey man i get it right and uh i i tried to date somebody too right <laughs> but like the, yeah uh, the sort of direction of yeah i was with bill murray for a long time but then he went and betrayed us and turned us into king like what <laughs> so there was that but the only other spoiler you can give is that at the end of this movie none of the good guys die the only one that dies is kind of Kang, 
but that also kind of doesn't matter because there's a million Kangs from the multiverse. So like literally- Are we supposed to believe that he actually died? I don't know, but it also doesn't matter. He got sucked into a box, yeah. He got sucked into a box, but I mean, the multiverse has like a million Kangs. They're all just as powerful, right. so who cares? You know who died? The guy who had the little sun inside, the little light bulb head guy died. I, you know, I, I did kind of feel bad. I felt a little bad when he died. Did you? Did you feel anything when he died? I was like, I mean, I like, kind of wanted to torture them earlier, so all right. <laughs> on a scale of uh, zero to five orifices, I felt like a three bad when he, when he died. Because I thought, I mean, well, okay. I don't know, but he's the only one that you even remotely care about that dies in this movie. Nobody, there's no other thing because you were talking about stakes before. Oh, there's a moment at the end where there's just like a little bit of stakes where like maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp will get stuck in the quantum realm because the portal closed. Okay. Maybe yes, they'll yes. get stuck. This moment. So, so this, how this moment happens is they're all going back through the portal. And I think, all right, right, time to sacrifice somebody and, or have somebody stuck again in the quantum realm, which in phase five, maybe they're going to stay down there in the quantum realm. So what happens is Ant-Man fights Kang by getting punched a lot. (laughs) He does a Rocky move where he just tries to take as many punches as possible. Yeah. And then he does the same thing that's been done. There's a MacGuffin glowy softball right that's just like every other MacGuffin in marvel it's a tesseract but a ball but this time it's yeah this time it takes you through whatever it's a warp coral drive (laughs) it's a dilithium crystal so the the, uh what's the delorean thing what's the uh the flux capacitor that's that's the flux capacitor yes exactly what it is he stays behind and i think oh okay we're gonna get ant-man stuck in the quantum realm right again but then hope comes back out in wasp form right. and right. does and shoots kang a lot of times with that was a very dramatic guns. shooting did you see the amount of recoil that the she arm? was feigning i i was like this that's too much that's too if, much if this is giving your arms that much kickback you need to redesign blaster <laughs> that like, suit whatever you're shooting out of there should not be yeah. blasting your shoulder backwards yes i had that thought too of like yeah this seems like a lot but anyway she, she comes back in to rescue they destroy kang yes but yeah. the portal gets destroyed right and so they're both there and and Scott Lang goes like, is Cassie okay? Is she okay? She's like, yes, yeah, yeah. she's okay. You Everybody's did it. Fine. Everybody's fine. Yeah. And, and then, and there's no portal at this moment. Right. And neither of them is worried. Right. Neither of them is like, they just look out upon the freedom fighters. Right. And all of the people that you can barely all the see. All yeah. the CG landscape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anakin's there as a force ghost. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. So anyway, they're dancing yep, around. Yep. They're, they're burning yes, Vader's yeah. uh, body and all that stuff. Ceremoniously, no, but, yep, yep. But they look around, and I think to myself, well, they're trapped here in the quantum realm, yeah. but they don't seem too bothered that they're gone from their daughter. Mm. But it is almost as if they knew that literally 20 seconds later, their daughter would go boop, 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 boop right. on the machine that... <laughs> just like that. Apparently, she can just make... She can now just make portals to the quantum realm like it's the easiest thing in the world. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get you down there. Yeah, no problem. No, no biggie. Problem. And then they walk you. right on... Or they don't walk back through. Uh, credits. The end. 
Oh, that is true. They don't. Well, no, because then we get a final scene no, of Paul they, Rudd walking down credits. the sidewalk. Yeah, he, right, he walks down the sidewalk. Yeah, it's like Spider Man whistling a raindrops keep falling on my head. He has an existential <sighs> moment where he's like, "Wait a minute, that Kang said there's a lot other worse uh, Kangs that are come and kill us all. Did I just make a mistake?" Eh, let's go to a birthday party <laughs> and they throw a dinner, and then he has another existential moment, and then credits roll, and like literally nothing. Yeah, is that? I mean, like. I thought that was supposed to be the the minuscule amount of character growth that he had throughout this movie was like, hey, don't just like keep fighting battles. Like keep trying to do what's good and fight for the little guy and that sort of thing. And at the end, he's like, ah, I'm just going to be happy go lucky. Yeah. Keep doing me. Okay. Here's some yeah. rationales that I don't quite understand. Okay. I want, you, I want you to like, don't say I don't know. Don't say anything like dismissive oh, you, you always do this to me as though i have the answers as though i'm some kind of kang that's that i've correct. seen the multiverse that's yeah. correct okay go ahead you know how it ends yeah i know how it ends and you don't want it to end the way kang, it throughout this movie kang kept saying i know how it ends but he didn't know that the uh, wasp was going to come and punch him in the face he could see the end but he can't see that for someone who seemed to, like control things with his suit and for being like super powerful like right all, outside of time sort of guy he sure got yeah. beat up by just like a bunch of ants <laughs> when those ants come in i i don't know if you heard my eye roll but i definitely eye rolled i felt like for this movie at the height of the climax where the bad guy is winning mm-hmm. for an army of ants to be the one i mean i guess the movie's called ant-man super the, the smart ants, Michael Douglas These ants had to say some uh, sort of line like they lived a thousand years as they were coming down to like made what become- the <laughs> what? <laughs> i don't even know when he what said that line ants lived a thousand wanna, years oh my god i really couldn't even I can't even with that line. <laughs> when those ants come that marching line, in, I was that like, "That line had to be the ants come marching in." Like the ants come marching. If they played that, with honestly, it would have been a better movie oh, if they played like that set like an orchestral. <laughs> yeah, there's like Inception style ants go marching in. That would have been better. It would have the whole movie would have been but better. It would have been better. I, they must have had to add that line in later because apparently somebody high up in Marvel was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> these ants shouldn't be like, <laughs> they should not be smart enough to know who the bad guys and the good guys are." It's like, well, have you seen like they've had a thousand <laughs> objection. Years to objection. <laughs> these ants, they've been thinking for a thousand years. They they know. Uh, I also can I take a super nerdy. Um, yeah. issue with a part of this movie sure they when kang has ant-man dive into the eye of the probability storm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. eye roll <laughs> there is literally like this moment where supposedly every probability of ant-man like he keeps like multiplying inexplicably for every choice that he would make right? for every choice he would make like this is a multiversal thing like every probability happens and then eventually there's so many ant-men but they all want to help their daughter, Cassie. Mm-hmm. And so they all work together to create like a World War Z zombie pyramid yep. for Scott Lang to reach the the orb or whatever. Yep, that means that if it was, thousands of, of him decided to be the bottom of a pyramid. <laughs> that is true too. Even though they all but, think that they are the real person. <laughs> listen, we've talked, about, we've talked a lot about time, me and you. Uh-huh. And I would just like to say, if this was truly an infinite probability moment, then there should have been just as many Ant-Men Infinite. That didn't yes. care yes. to help Cassie than did that's because correct. that is how well, infinite probability works. But that's, and so that's I take what objection. 
objection. But that's what they're trying to say is they're trying to say his love for his daughter even overcomes probability. <laughs> it overcomes literally math. Okay. I, yeah, and at some point in time, whenever him and the wasp touch hands, all of their other people. Oh yeah, they all like suck into each away, other. Apparently, yeah. I don't exactly know how that works, but anyway. Yeah. Probability wise, probability. This movie had no chance in any universe to be good. That's the probability of this movie. <laughs> Sorry, okay. that was bad. Okay, here's here's something from the movie. So we find out <laughs> later that Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. goes down to the quantum realm. Right? Mm, quantum. She rescues Kang, right? A guy that she thinks is a scientist has no reason to believe otherwise. He's trapped down there too. She helps him repair his core because. She's good. She's a scientist or whatever. Right. And then she finds out that he is bad. Right. And immediately does a self-sacrificial, I'm not going to see my daughter maybe ever again thing to keep him trapped down there. Right? Right. Right. Why in the world is there, one, any guilt in her that she did something wrong and two, why would anyone in this world blame her for help for being tricked by like the king of all time and then <laughs> doing something very self-sacrificial to keep him from destroying every single world in our universe? So like you're saying she should have been fine telling everyone she what happened. should have been celebrated by everyone right. as right. like, hey, thanks for not unleashing him upon the world. Right. And and she could have told Cassie, this is why you shouldn't be sending messages down there, because <laughs> there's it this evil is guy. is the worst kind of negligence to not <laughs> tell. Yeah. Right. Even just Hank. Right, just tell Hank. I mean, okay, so uh, maybe that's the thing. She has no fault in what she did down in the quantum realm. She, she was like, yeah. You were tricked, and then as soon as you found right. out the truth, you be, did the the most noble thing you could possibly do. But to come back and be like, nah, there was nothing down there, is like, why wouldn't you say, and by the way, the reason why I was down there 30 years is because there was a guy that I had to keep trapped down there so he wouldn't unleash right. like yeah. destruction upon the entire universe. Why not tell that story? I don't, I don't, of, yeah, I don't know. Because of plot? Because, because of, of, they needed 30 <laughs> minutes of us to not know who Kang was? I guess. I mean, if you're asking me, I, like, I don't think there's a good reason. I think that is silly. Okay. I, th- I don't know why okay. she was embarrassed to say it. I mean, she could be embarrassed that there are the other things she did, like being with Bill Murray, I guess. But I mean, that is embarrassing. <laughs> that she would should have been be embarrassing. Because apparently she, he's a slime ball. She also didn't necessarily need to voice that to let them know about Kang and why they shouldn't communicate with the quantum realm. But next question, does all of, does all of the goo that you have to drink in order to hear the quantum creatures in English? And apparently are you then speaking in their language as well? Is that all from the pink? Yeah. The pink one is that I think is the goo all coming from the one creature. Oh, that would be troubling. They've been having to milk him for years. I think it's maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think maybe. Where's that scene? I would have used a two-hour and ten-minute movie no, if we had I a pink monster milking scene. I did not want a third post-credits of that. I think. Well, a Michelle Pfeiffer, she does speak that other language randomly, and then Hank Pym mm-hmm. is like, "What in the world?" So it does seem like when you drink the goo, you speak everybody else's language, 
which then begs the question like oh and the reason why she could speak the other language is because she, she already had, had drank the goo. the goo long ago you have the goo once it's like uh the johnson and, <laughs> it's like the johnson and johnson vaccine you only need one until you need another you know what i mean so a, a, a gooster <laughs> that was terrible <gasps> moving on such bad jokes terrible. anyway <laughs> yeah so you speak everybody else's language yeah, it's like an Acts and chapter do, two situation. And, but and they all speak one quantum language, right? Or does each the creatures <sighs> are guess. so varied down here? They do not look it's too many. And some of them literally look like a broccoli. Well, well yeah. yes, and some just look like <laughs> yeah. people. And they're just not normal from humans. Planets. They're all no. from the same environment. I just I would I would have wanted less like no humans. Don't put humans down there because I think that makes it confusing. Like none of these humans traveled to the quantum realm. They all just this is all they knew. Like this is their home or something. Right. And they always like, they said a couple of times, there's a whole universe under our universe. It's like, yeah, but I mean, humans? I wish that all the humans, I wish all the humans that were there were humans that had like, you know, descended from, you know, in 1945, they did an experiment in Munich and all of those, right, right. you know, Dr. Sixth sent them all down to the quantum Dr. realm. Sixth. And those were like the, like, that's a call. Few you just did a callback to our bonus episodes that most people will not have listened to. Well, I was kind of, but I love it. I appreciate it. it. I was kind of hoping to just let it be uncalled out so that the bonus listeners had an Easter egg there. I had to, they, people would, people would have just thought you misspoke. I had to say something. <laughs> It'd be oh, like, okay. Did he just like misspeak sixth? What yeah. Did he anyway, say? yeah, yeah. Okay, we got to listen so, to our bonus episode for that. Yep. So anyway, so there are humanoids down there. Yeah, strange. There are Bill Murray's, and then there are broccoli heads, and then there are yes. pink goo monsters, and then. But I did, however, I liked some of the designs of them. I thought they were fun in a lot of ways. Some of them were fine. There's the one that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer gets in a fight with, cuts off his arm, and then it regenerates. That's fine. Uh-huh. It's whatever. It's whatever. They they fly on a, a banshee-esque thing. Then they stand up on it and like never again. Okay. I have one last thing. They fall into the quantum realm. They get sucked through a portal at the very beginning of the movie. Yep. Wasp goes, puts on her suit. Yep. And she zips in and tries to like go rescue her parents or whatever. Right. Cassie gets sucked in and then her dad... Ant-Man goes in after her and while they're falling, he like puts on his suit. Yep. He gets big, puts her into he his grabs little, Cassie, holds grabs her. her. Yeah. Holds her close and like breaks through some rocks and cushions the fall or whatever. And then after yeah. a while, then they end up fighting or running away from some uh, flagella, uh, some paramecium. Right. I'm trying to remember all my biology terms. That yeah, jellyfish exactly. thing that uh, the, the, had the tentacles. And yeah. then 20 minutes, 30 minutes later in the movie, we find out she has a suit yeah. on this whole time. The whole time. she don't, I yeah. don't care if your dad would get upset with you. I guarantee that if she was falling through a hole, just put on your suit. Just put on the suit. You, your dad can be mad at you later, but he's going to be super I happy know. that you survived the fall. Because you put yeah. on your suit that you apparently already yeah. had. I thought that was silly too. Who made her a suit? Was it Hank? It was Hank. Yeah, Hank and uh, and Wasp. She she did the suit too. Can I just say one good thing about this movie before we end? Oh yeah, please. I like I th- I think Kang's costume. Whoever did the costume design, I thought he mm. looked good. I think the costume was good. Good costume. That's all. That's all. That's all I had to say. There was not. I mean, okay. all, all the other outfits have been like all the previous movies. So that was kind of the only new costume. 
And I guess whatever the ants were wearing, but that's not costume design. That's CG. Do you, and you like, do you like Ant-Man as a superhero overall? Listen, I don't want to be, um, Antist. I don't care for Ant-Man. Like when, whenever I pull up Disney plus mm-hmm. and think to myself, oh, I kind of want to watch like a Marvel movie, just put it on in the background. Maybe I'm doing mm-hmm. something else. I never have any desire for it to be an Ant-Man movie. Not once. Do you do you mind having him in like Civil War, or no, he's fine, Soldier man. or whatever? As a side character, totally cool. I like Paul Rudd. I think when he's a side character, he gets good lines and he gets to like interject funny things here and there. Uh-huh. When the whole movie's around him, I just I mean I like Paul Rudd. I don't know if I've already said that, but it, I, it is a hey man movie. It's like yeah. Where's Michael Pena? Oh, when Michael Pena were in the Ant Man movies, those those are pretty funny. But again, that's not Paul Rudd. He wasn't Michael Pena wasn't in this movie. If they had put him in the quantum realm, mm-hmm. maybe even like not it wasn't his character, but it was just oh, his voice. Just and he was voicing another character. No, if he had just uh, showed up like showed up in the fan seventy five percent of the way and he's like <sighs> I was I was just looking in your house, I was just coming to like check on you and I just like happened over. He does like one of those stories and now I'm like here. Like if it would have been him So then I could just quickly like killed Kang. I wish to, I wish during the final fight scene it was him and not the ants. I wish it was Michael Pena. <laughs> it, was Michael Pe- it was a thousand was Michael Peñas. It was had, I would have loved that better. years to get yes, to become super. They had a thousand fans, <laughs> a thousand fans. I mean, listen, I'm still going to be watching all the Marvel movies. I want I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 looks pretty good. I want to see the the ThunderCats or whatever that is coming out. I'm sorry, I just insulted everyone. I know it's the Thunderbolts. I think I I'd like to see more of Gentora. I mean, I'd love to see more of her story. I You're not do not see like those. I do not like those walking buildings. I don't like those at oh, all. Those are, those, those I don't are so care weird. for those. I don't, I care, don't for care for those, those either. Bit. Those the stuff with nightmares. But I, I was kind of curious. What do you, do you think the insides of them are kind of soft and fleshy? Uh, or do you think they have like solid? I don't even want to think about it. Because they when they landed in the final fight scene, yeah. they they definitely came out the bottom of that like house orifice, <laughs> like they were getting getting birthed out of there. And I did not find that enjoyable at all. We've said orifice more in this episode than than collectively across all two hundred five. That's not that's probably not even the plural, is it? It's probably orify, isn't it? Orified? No, it's orifices. Listeners, let us know. If you saw this movie, comment on the Instagram post when it goes up. Let us know. And you really should listen to our bonus episode this week. You can do that by supporting us at patreon.com slash movies on the side, even just for a dollar. And you can listen to our entire back catalog of our bonus episodes. And you can do it in Apple Podcasts, too. But as we always say, people still need our help, Dad. That's why we made this. It's like a satellite for deep space, but quantum. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a signal to the quantum realm. Turn it off now. Dramatic reading by Nathan Baranowski. I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. I like how Jonathan Majors talked in this movie. I'm going to be real. It was very, I, very. I loved it. I loved a lot it of gravitas. Good. It was a lot of gravitas. Yeah. I liked it. I thought that was good. I, I want to see him in another he, movie. He used pauses really well. Oh, he yeah. spoke slowly oh, yeah. and took a long time to kind of yes. form what he was going to say. A lot of brooding. It was good. It was really good. Good amount of brooding. Right, here we go. Last bit of energy. You want to know how he got those scars? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I do want to know, but, but not not, not from the Joker. <laughs> but 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 how did he get those scars? Josh will tell us. Josh Josh send us the group in the council Wait. DM. Let us know how he got those scars. Okay, but until we have someone who knows comics tell us why he has those scars, I'm just going to assume he go with the Joker. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that he was like maybe he maybe he cries he cries pure acid and oh. that was the one time he's ever cried and one time he was hanging upside down and he he cried then too so that they, the scars could also the go on his way. forehead all right we solved it Chuck Norris's tears cure cancer problem is he's never cried we're not doing Chuck Norris things now 